Hey, this is Cora. Welcome to the podcast. Uh, hope you guys are having a great day here. It's very early. It's 12, 24 a.m. It's very early. Um, it just hit New Year's. My family is celebrating. I don't like people, so I'm staying in my room and doing a podcast, my first ever. I'm sorry if I sound a little nervous. I am. I, it's my first, you know, life thing. I'm very, I'm very scared. I have anxiety, so it's going to mess with me a lot. But I hope you guys are excited. I hope you guys are ready. So this week, we will be going down TV shows that I find very interesting over this year since it's 2020. Now we're going to go over 10 shows I find extremely amazing over this year. Okay, we're not going to hop in just yet. I'm just going to explain a little bit about myself. So my name's Cora. Uh, I'm 15. And I'm a big enthusiast about writing and music and everything. We're going to... We're going to talk more about me later, hopefully, um, but I just wanted to say a little something about myself. I know it probably sounds stupid right now, but, you know, who cares? Okay, so first on our list, n- at number 10, Impulse, which stars Maddie Hassan from Twisted, I think it was, with Avon Jaga. So it's about a girl named Henry who ha- is starting to really mix into her powers which is teleportation when she gets after, well, she first teleports when she almost gets raped by a high school boy named Clay. Sorry, didn't mention that before. That was wrong of me. But it really talks about her anxiety and her issues. And there's a lot of really sad moments into the TV show that you really have to control with. But it is an amazing TV show, and the acting is done so well. They really have a great cast set up, and it has LGBTQ plus identification with one of the characters. And it also has a autistic character, which really speaks out for that community as well. Okay, so number nine on our list is Big Mouth. It's an adult cartoon. It's very dirty. It's a lot like Family Guy, just... A lot more inappropriate. So it follows Andrew and Nick. Uh, Nick Kroll plays Nick. And John Maloney plays Andrew. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing the names wrong. Has a lot of amazing actors. But the show follows Nick and Andrew going through hormones. And having hormone monsters who really control how their sexual impulses work. And it's really funny. I watch it all the time. It's a great show to just sit around and binge. You really get to take a feel of how comedy puts in the kid's life with hormones and stuff like that. There's a lot of amazing actors, as I said before. Jenny Slate, Maya Rudolph, Jordan Peele. I mean, Gina Rodriguez. Christian Bell, I mean... The list goes on and on. It's a bunch of amazing actors, and they all play hilarious characters with weird quirks and funny little pieces in together of history and stuff. But my favorite thing about this show is that it really doesn't care about anything. I mean, the first episode showed a penis. I mean, you should probably be aware of that. But it was, like, really funny, and I really liked the first season. first season was my favorite, most likely. They're on season three now. They've just finished, I think. It was released a little while ago, but I I really think this is a good one to look into. I mean, it 
it really is funny. It really, if you want to just sit down and watch something like Family Guy, but you've already watched all the Family Guy episodes, all the Futurama episodes, Big Mouth is where to go, but it only platform I know it's on legally, legally, is Netflix. So you're going to want to have a Netflix subscription to watch it. It's very good, though. Very good. Oh, and beforehand, Impulse is a YouTube show. So you're going to have to find a way around that if you don't got YouTube bread. I don't, but my friend let me use his. Okay, so for number eight is Riverdale. I know there's a lot of mixed feelings on this TV show, but I personally... I personally really like the show, except for the last two seasons. last two seasons kind of made me feel a little weird about it. But the first two seasons really, really went well, and it's a very beautiful show in my mind. It's, it is a mystery show following the Archie comics with actors such as K.J. Appa, Lily Reinhardt, Camila Mendez, Cole Sprouse, Madeline Petsch, Vanessa Morgan, so many great actors, Casey Codd. Um, the late Luke Perry, and there's so many, so many great actors, and the show is amazing. They really take on teen life, and then throw a big ball into it, such as murder and pregnancy, and they put a whole spin on the show, and it's really, it's really interesting to watch. And they have a bunch of relationships that you can really follow. There's a lot of very strong shippers in the Archie universe, such as Bughead, which is a very amazing ship for most. I mean, I don't really care for it, but, you know, that's me. Bughead is Betty Cooper and Jughead Jones, two of the leading of the four main characters. And then there's Varchie, Veronica and Archie, which is the other two of the leading mains. The show, is re the show starts off in the first season with Veronica Lodge, played by Camila Mendez, coming into town, and there's just been a death of Jason Blossom, and the world gets turned upside down when they figure out it's a murder, and there's a bunch, there's just so much drama that goes with it. Love, love triangle, you know, blooming relationships, teen, teen hormones, I mean, there's a lot of things that go into the show that they really take on. But I think it's a really beautiful show if you look into it. And if you like murder mysteries and stuff like that, like Nancy Drew, the new CW show, I think you would really like Riverdale. Well, the first two seasons. Last two, not so good, personally, for me. But I think they really did well with the first two. And they have LGBTQ rep representation. They have so much to give in this show, and it's really good. I feel like... This show is definitely a good contender for 2019's um, list. Okay. Okay, coming in at number seven is The Flash. One of my favorite superhero TV shows coming in. Um, it's on the CW network, a part of the DC Universe franchise. It has a lot of amazing actors. A great set of actors, actually. Grant Gustin, Candace Patton, Daniela, well, Danielle, Pan Baker, Jessica Parker Kennedy, Carlos Valdez. I mean, it really, really puts in Tom Feltinson. I mean, anybody love Draco? I mean, I do. So he's a really good addition to the cast when you see him. Um, but the show is about Barry Allen, who, at the very start of the show, 
saw his mother get killed by something he couldn't explain. And his father was put up for the crime, even though his father did not. Spoiler alert. And when he gets older, he gets powers, and he faces a lot of foes, and you really get to see into his character and the honor of his character. The actors in this show, I'm sorry if I'm stopping a lot, I feel like my family's going to come in and I'm going to get really embarrassed. Um, the actors in this show is just phenomenal. I mean, they really play the characters well, but in the most recent season, the one that I'm really talking about in 2019, is one of my favorite seasons other than season two. I loved season two so much. Um, this season, season five, well, it's Barry's daughter, spoiler alert, um, comes in and she's made a mistake and you really have to follow into her character to really understand it, but you know, you really get it. You get to see his parental side. I mean, he's a dad now. But she comes in as, like, I think she's 25, I think. I think that's how old she is. But her character is so extraordinary. And you really get to see a dark side to Barry in the season, actually. I feel like. Like, a side that, like, that's really heartbroken. I mean, when, with what happens and... I mean, this show is just incredible. They really, they really did well with this show, and they did well with casting and stuff like that. But I think the best thing about this show is probably how they play out, you know, side plots, like side emotions, like issues with marriage or child, children or stuff like that. Like, they, they have good subplot. And that's really weird for most TV shows like this because they mostly face on the villains or stuff like that. And this show really, really does well with it. I think it really, really came together this season. Right now it's on season six, but I'm talking about season five. So. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, the actors are phenomenal. The show altogether is just amazing. If you know who Wentworth Miller is... He has multiple episodes in this show. Really great. Tom Cavanaugh. I mean, there's a lot to do with this show. And you really get the... It's an amazing show. No no doubt. Okay, coming in at number six is Rick and Morty. Okay, this is like my favorite adult comedy ever. Like, most hilarious TV show I've watched in a long time. Like, no doubt. Um, so, it follows Rick, who is a father who left his daughter ever so many years ago has been traveling through space and blah 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 takes his grandson Morty takes him on a bunch of wild adventures has a lot of crude and rude humor and it's really inappropriate but the show just came back for its fourth season after being on hiatus I think for a year or so and like the stuff they put into this show is just phenomenal the actors are hilarious like I've never seen such good actors with these type of things. I mean, it's it's a little weird, I admit, I admit. But it's really good. Um, it's primarily on 
Adult Swim, so you, you want to watch it on Adult Swim, but some of the actors are Justin Ryland, I think that's how you say it, Spencer Grammer, Sarah Chalk, Chris Parnell, Keith David, I mean, there's so many great actors and stuff like that in the show, but it's really funny, it has a, it's very dirty-minded, it's a very dirty-minded show, um, you're gonna, if you're gonna watch it around your family, you probably shouldn't, I mean, they cuss a lot, I'm gonna admit that, but it, it's a really funny show, and it's something just like Big Mouth, that you can binge and just sit around, and it'll keep you entertained for a while, like, I sometimes get lost in it. Like, I'll be sitting on my couch, and I'll just watch it for, like, three hours and not notice. Like, I'll be thinking, oh, no, it's just one episode. Uh, no, it's been three hours. You need to get up. I've been doing that all winter break since I'm off school. But, like, I love this show so much. It's so amazing. So fun. It really just... The the little thing, every episode, they just have, like, the li- you know, the little quirk. A little issue and the way they pull it out is just too much for me and it makes me laugh so much and I'm like I don't laugh in TV shows it makes me feel weird but like this is one of the things I do like I, I really laugh hard in this it's really funny to me okay coming in at number five is Shadowhunters so Shadowhunters is a fantasy type show it is crazy. It actually just ended this year. It has a lot of amazing actors. Um, Catherine McNaharma, who plays an arrow now. Dominic Sherwood, Matthew Dario, Emerald Tubia, Harry Shum Jr., who played in Glee. I mean, who doesn't love Glee? But so the show follows Clary Frey on her, which on her birthday, she discovers something crazy about her life. She's a shadow hunter, you know. She's half angel, half human, and she her kind fights demons, and her mother's taken from her by her evil dad, which is, he's like a big villain for, I think, almost all the seasons, actually, except for three, but, and she is forced into this world, and she takes her best friend, Simon, who, I, I forgot who he's played by, he's a great actor, he's very funny, his character's very funny, uh, Alberto Rusande, amazing, amazing actor, um, and they get pulled into this world, and their life gets thrown upside down. They journey through love and, you know, family issues and trying to find themselves, I think. And, like, there's also an issue with trying to prove yourself to your parents. I mean, that's a big issue, and one of them, for one of the characters, um, Isabel Lightwood. But I think this show is absolutely amazing. I mean, they really do, they really do well with it. I love the books. It's actually a book series beforehand. The Mortal Instrument series, which was also a movie. Uh, Mortal Instrument City of Bones with, I think, I think her, I forgot her name. Lily, it was Lily something. Lily Collins, something like that, I think. But the actors in the show is phenomenal. They really, like, play on this stuff. And there's a lot of twists and turns and subplots a lot like um, The Flash. They do well with subplots and stuff like that. But they also do well with keeping secrets and love triangles. I mean, they do amazing with love triangles. They keep you back and forth with, like, which one do you want? Every time I start falling in a ship, it ends up not being the one that ends up together. 
So, I have issues with that. It makes me angry, but who cares? Um, it is... I can't even... I'm, I can't believe I'm still saying this. It's absolutely phenomenal. I mean, here's some more actors. They have Isaiah Mutafasa. I, I can't say his last name right. I'm sorry if I'm pronouncing... I'm sorry I'm pronouncing it wrong. Alicia Wainwright, Luke Bain, Alan Ben Spring. I think I said that wrong. Little Tudor. I mean, there's so many amazing actors and actresses in this show. I mean, it's one of my favorite shows of this year. It ended this year. Sadly, after three seasons, there's 55 episodes. Um, there's like one singer that really like does the soundtrack for basically the whole show. Um, role. I mean, amazing music that goes with it. The actors are very funny. I mean, if you know who Matthew Daddario is, your life's set. I mean, he's he's a great actor. But I think this is one of my favorite shows this year, definitely. It's, it's somehow it's on on five, but you know, I'm I'm picky, so I I have to be put it on five so I can get all my other shows in. Okay, coming in at number four is the hundred. You have to say it the hundred, not the one hundred. It's the hundred. Even the cast say it the hundred. I mean, sometimes Bob Morley goes a little out the zone, but still we gotta be calm. Okay, so the hundred follows a group of juvenile delinquents who were sent down to Earth 100 years after a nuclear apocalypse, which they thought destroyed Earth like it was uninhabitable because of the radiation, or so they thought. When they come down to Earth, they figure out it's been habitable. Um, they f face, like, people who've been living there since the bombs went off. And they face love, they face... There's a lot of death, definitely a lot of death. But there's a lot of great actors in the show. Um, Eliza Taylor, Bob Morley, um, Maria Abdropoulos, Christopher Larkin, I mean, Paige Tarko, one of my favorites, by far, um, Richard Harmon, they really do well. A lot of fan fictions, if you, you're out there. Bellamy Blake is apparently the world's best man. <laughs> um, there's a lot of ships, but this show really, like, takes it to a new level of, like, angst because you think one thing's gonna happen and then nope it's not it goes straight through the line it makes me so confused sometimes but that's how it is in this show and it really <laughs> you really have to watch out for that but it also like it gives you just the right amount of like happiness like for three seconds that makes you still want to watch it even though it's super depressing if you know what I mean. Um, it is definitely a sad show. I mean, they they kill off people like every other episode. Not really, but I'm, I'm exaggerating. But they kill off a lot of characters, so don't... Hold on. But they're going on to season seven. They just finished season six, which wasn't my favorite season, personally. I loved season three, um, season two, and season five. But the cast is phenomenal. The show is phenomenal. They have so many ships and, you know, love interests. Uh, there's a bunch of mains, but the big ones are the Lark. I mean, if you're listening to this, Bella Shippers, I know you love them. I mean, I'm I'm a shipper, but I'm not a big shipper. Um, it is Bellamy Blake and Clark Griffin, two of the very main characters, some of the last of the hundred from the original 
like the original pilot, some of the last surviving members because they love killing off people. So don't hold on to characters in the show. Um, but that is a very big ship. I mean, go on Wattpad, you can find like 90,000, you know, fan fictions of them. Um, Linktavia, which is Lincoln, Country Crew, and Octavia Blake, Bellamy's little sister, which, by the way, in this show, if you have a second sibling, if you have a sibling, your parent's gonna be killed. I know, it's weird. But, uh, it's between a grounder and a, a, par a person of the hundred. And that is a issue, because grounders don't like the hundred. I mean, the hundred's a little stupid at times in the first season. They're not very smart with what they do. But, I think this show really has a lot of good plots. They set up, they they basically keep what is the issue for the main season very obvious. For the season, very obvious. Like, season one, it was Grander. Season two, is Mount Weather. Season three, it was Allie. Season four, it was um, Prime Fire. Season five, it was Allegis. Season six, it was the Primes. I mean, they really, like, they tell you so you don't have to jump around with it. It's very... I mean, if you understand it, it's a really good show. Uh, it's also a book. I mean, don't follow the... I don't follow the book. I have the book, but I don't follow it because it's... They took out a lot of my favorite characters. Oh, also, Lindsay Morgan's in the show. I mean, if you know who Lindsay Morgan is, I think, I think you're going to want to come over. Um, there's also Klexa, which is one of the lead ships by far. It is Clark Griffin and... Lexicum Tree Crew, which is the, who's also the commander in season two, three, yeah, two and three. Um, she, they are one of my favorite ships. I personally love them. It's a LGBTQ ship. Um, it actually, there's actually a con named after, uh, like a Comic Con af named after it called Clexicon. It's about um, lesbian LGBTQ representation and stuff. It's in Las Vegas every year. I wish I could go, but I'm not. I don't have money. I mean, if you guys, if you guys watch this enough, well, listen to this enough, maybe I could. You know, we can meet. Um, yeah, but it's a, it's an amazing show. It really, it represents a lot of things. I think I love this show. I've been watching this forever. Um, <laughs> I mean, it's just a really good show. They have a lot of good. Well, they don't have many subplots, but they do have some subplots. And they have a lot of... They plant on a lot of issues like, you know, hate between siblings and lost parents, LGBTQ representation, you know, having to do stuff for the ones you love even though you know it's bad. Like, they put down so many things. And like, there's so many deaths in this that I can't even talk about it. It's worse than Game of Thrones. You know, having Game of Thrones every other episode, your favorite character dies... This, this happens every episode. I'm kidding. Not every episode, but you know what I mean? Oh my god, this is such a long segment. I'm so proud of myself. Okay, so coming in at number three, it's one of the biggest shows out there right now. Well, whenever, I started watching it this year, but it, like, it was so big before I started watching it that like people pushed me to watch it. Um, it's Stranger Things, which has Winona Ryder, David Harborough, um, Sadie Sink, Finn Wolfhard, Noah Schnapp. Millie Bobby Brown, the big, my favorite, my love. Um, a lot of great actors, Gaten Maserato, Maya Hawke, Joe Keery, and Natalia Dyer, Charlie Heaton. I mean, I know these all by heart. I love them. 
Um, there's a lot of great actors, and the show's amazing. So it starts off in, in season one, which came out in 2017 or 16, I can't remember, um, with Will Byers going missing, and um, a, a little girl named, well, not little, I mean, she's like 11. <laughs> That's weird, because her name's 11. Um, shows up, and she, she helps these boys, um, Mike, Dustin, and Lucas, try to find him, and she has powers. Um, she is telekinetic, and they're searching for this peop these this boy, and there's these monsters, and there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, angst. I think uh, I I think so, but there's a lot of like jump scares, and it's little horror. It's a sci-fi horror film, well, TV show, but they have some subplots, not a lot. But I love the show. It really <laughs> it's amazing. Um. What was I talking about? Oh, they, yeah, the plot. So they go off and they're looking for Will. And you really get to see the sadness of the show. I mean, there's there's a lot of sadness into it, I think. I mean, season three, everybody hit. Everybody. Whew. Season three was sad. You, we lost a lot of characters in season three. Season four is coming out next year. Yay. Um, but I think the show is amazing show. It's definitely a good number three. I wish I put 11 on this list so I could do 11 because 11, 11. Um, but I think, I honestly think, um, this show is amazing because, I mean, they really put everything into it. They have a lot of representation. I mean, they have LGBTQ representation. Um, they talk about child abuse. I mean, I know that's sad, but child manipulation, um, they talk about a lot of sad stuff, and but they put a lot of jokes in there, and they make the show really funny. I mean, it, at times. I mean, sometimes it's just scary. Like, also, it does have some... It has had a history with Caesars because of the flashing lights in episodes, so if you are epileptic... Epileptic? I can't say the word right. I'm sorry. If that um, offended any of you. If anything I say offends you, I'm sorry. Um... It could harm you if you're epileptic. I think I said it right. Um, but this show is amazing. I keep on saying that about every show. I'm so sorry. I suck at this. Um, oh, there's a lot of ships. There's a lot of ships in this show. Um, Byler, Will, uh, Will Byers, and Mike Wheeler, which is a non-canon relationship as of now. Um... It is also a gay relationship, LGBTQ. It, it's a very big ship. It's one of the bigger ships, I think. Um, there's Eleven, Mike and Eleven. Well, L Hopper and Mike Wheeler. One of the biggest ships, I think. And then there's L Max, which is Max Mayfield. One of my favorite character, actually. Other than Eleven and Dustin. Uh, and L Hopper, which is not one of the biggest ships, but I like that ship. I think it's cute. But then again, I just like any gay ship. <laughs> but there's a lot of ships. I mean, <laughs> if you're really looking for a show that plays on a relationships, like, they have a lot of, like, little pushes to it, to different relationships. I, I think it's funny. Also, if you want to look at guys with good hair, go there. Um, that rhymed. Oh my god, I hate myself.
Okay, so at number two on our list is Euphoria, which is a very big show of this year. It's an HBO show. I think they kind of just, I think they put this in after Game of Thrones because they know everybody was angry at the Game of Thrones ending. I mean, I was. I didn't like it. That's why it's not on this list. Um, so Euphoria follows um, Rue Bennett, played by Zendaya, who recently got out of rehab, who did too many drugs that I can't even identify which one she was mainly hooked on. And, like, her just getting out of rehab and just starting up again and meeting a girl named Jules, who is played by Hunter Schaefer, who is a trans female. And, like, there is so many... There's so much drama in the show. I mean, there's nothing that can really, like, stop it. But I think this show really hits hard because it talks about a lot of hard issues um one being um what is it child abuse I mean it's not really child abuse well it is child abuse um you know having parents that don't really accept you with Jules her mother um and uh there's a there's a lot of that stuff you know, blackmailing, you know, losing the person you love, being, ch being, having, being someone's second choice. I mean, they, they go over a lot of the sad issues. They have, they also have a lot of weird plots. I mean, they go to, um, Nanex Jules, who hides the fact that he kind of likes guys in a sense, even though he's just talking to a trans girl, but she hasn't had bottom surgery or anything like that, so she still has her male genitalia, and it's, it's wonderful, I mean, they really put in some subplots, the show is mainly based on Rue, but they really put it in there, they have Cat, who has recently become a cam girl, which is real creepy, um, might I admit, they have Maddie, who's suffering from abuse of her boyfriend, which is another, um, thing they take on, well, she didn't really get suffered abuse, well, she did, she suffered abuse, but she didn't at the same time, I mean, yeah, she did. She did. That she totally did. I mean, she was choked. Um, they have teen pregnancy being forced to, you know, abort the child uh, as a father's request. And, like, that's one of the saddest moments in the TV show, I think. Um, they have relapse. I mean, they really take on a lot of hard topics. And uh, it's a really good show to watch if you... You have to have heart to watch it, because, you know, I cried so much in this show. Like, it hurt. It hurt, because, like, I can't, I would never be able to experience this, like, like, these actors that the character that they portray do. Like, it's really hard for these characters, and it's obvious. Um, I think by far, my favorite characters is definitely Jules. I mean, I love Hunter Schaefer. Marry me, please. Um, my least like character is definitely Cat. I hate Cat. I mean, who sells their body? I mean, sorry if you're a stripper or you're a prostitute, but, um, she's, she's 17 and she's selling her body to get guys to notice her. And I don't think that's right. I mean, you're beautiful the way you are. But if that's what you want to do, go ahead. Be a stripper. We were talking that, about that before, um, last year. Well, I can say that now since 2020. Um. I think this show is phenomenal. They have a lot of ships that I don't know the ship names of, 
but there's like they're weird. They're kind of weird at the times. I think I'm pretty sure there's one of Rue X Nate, which I don't understand. Then there's of course Rue X Jules, which actually is kind of canon, kind of not. I mean, they kiss, they do stuff, but I don't know if they're dating. I don't know. It's confusing. Then there's Nate X Jules, which kind of canon at the same time. I mean, there's a lot of ships. It's this show's a heavy hitter. Um. You gotta have a lot of heart to watch it. No joke. If you can't take sad scenes or stuff like that, I suggest you don't watch it because you're not going to be able to last through two episodes. Safe to say. It's very sad. Okay, our last one is Legacies, which is the trilogy of... The Vampire Diaries and the originals. So it follows Hope Michelson, the daughter of Klaus Michelson, aka the big bad, the scary hybrid dude, and Haley Marshall. Um, the she was the alpha of the alpha back. Reminder was, um, you know, her being at it follows Hope being at um, a supernatural boarding school, followed by I mean, run by a Lark Softman who was. A big character in the Vampire Diaries and his two twin daughters, Josie and Lizzie. And they like, they have to fight monsters. In every episode, there's like a monster, and that's the issue of the episode. And then they have like cute little subplots that add on. Like, I love the subplots. And they have love triangles for sure, and they have, they have a lot of representation, I think. You know, they, they have, um, bipolar representation. They, they represent, um, that disorder in the show with a character named Raphael. I think that's how you say his name. They have, um, adoptive siblings represented, uh, I don't think I'm saying this right. I mean, I don't know if, just listen to me babble. Um, <laughs> there's a lot of ships. There's too many ships. They add a lot of characters in. Well, they don't add a lot of characters in. I mean, they're, I'm, I'm just confusing. I know. But, like, this show, it's, it, it's, it's really good. Like, the monsters they fight are just so unique. And if you don't really need to watch TVD or the originals to follow this, I mean, I've watched both, so I understand it a lot. But this show is one on its own, so you could easily watch it on its own without having to watch um, Vampire Diaries or originals. But if you do watch it, it would be a good background so you can know stuff about it. But, as I said before, there's a lot of ships. Um, one of the biggest being Handon. Hope X Landon, which is a canon relationship. Uh, main relationship for Hope right now. Um, there is Hosey, which I don't know why Hope has so many love interests. But then again, if you look at Danielle Rose Russell, you see why. She's beautiful. Um, Hosey is Josie Saltzman X. Hope Michelson, which is kind of canon, kind of not, like Jules and Rue. I mean, they've said they had liked each other in the past, and they admit they've had feelings, but they're not together. So it's like, it's something. It's something. Then there's Posey, which is my favorite. I love Posey. Um, which is Penelope Park, who is no longer on the show, or, well, is no longer on the show for now. Um, ex Josie Saltzman. 
it's like the devil and the angel, like Josie's, Josie's the angel and Penelope's the devil, and it's a really cute mix. And I think it's a really cute shit, personally. They really, you know, in the show, they're not really together anymore. They had broken up, but they were canon at one point. And they show, share a lot of cute moments together to me. I think it's fun. Um, another ship is, what was it? Sizzy, Sebastian, um, I don't know his last name, ex-Lizzie Saltzman, uh, Josie's sister. It's like, if you know a Damon and Elena or Davina and Cole relationship, is a lot like that. Um, it's one of the newer relationships because it happens in season two, but I think it's a pretty cute relationship. I, I mean, if it gets MG away from her, then sure. I personally don't like Lizzie much as a character, but I think Sebastian would do a good fit for her. I mean, she's, she's, she's snarky and she's funny and there's... There's a lot to do with her character. She's um, She suffers from anxiety and mental disorders, which is representation for that community. I, I suffer from them. But I think her character's phenomenal. Even though she's not one of my favorites, I still love her character. My favorite character is probably Penelope Park, but she is no longer on the show, sadly. Um, there's a lot of ships. There's too many ships for me to go over. Um... Uh, all of them are basically with hope. <laughs> um, yeah, that there's a lot of ships, and if you really like looking at relationships while they lo fight monsters, I mean, there you go. Um, they have a lot of cameos. Well, they don't have a lot, but they do have cameos from the Vampire Diaries and the originals. They've had Riley um, Flarkle. I don't know how to say her last name. Um, they're going to have... What's his name? Um, Melissa Bordeaux's wife, I mean husband, oh my god, uh. Chris Wood, Chris Wood's coming on to the show again, playing Kai Parker, which is gonna, I think he's gonna come into the show as a season regular next season, I hope so at least, well, I don't think he is, but I want him to, you know, it's kind of, it's kind of like my hope, um, they're trying to get, uh, Candace King to come on, who played um, Caroline Forbes, which is, uh, oh my gosh, my favorite TVD character, maybe. She's my favorite female, because I love Damon. Damon's my baby. Baby Damon. Um, I'll carry ba Damon's babies. Oh my god, I'm like 15 and I'm talking about children. Um, the show's really good. They have good subplot. I mean, there's not many subplot, because they're kind of fine on like, monsters. They do have zombies. They fought zombies. But I think it's a funny show. Like, they put in jokes. Like, in the recent uh, episode, which was a Christmas episode, um, they put in a joke of Hope Michelson saying, if you don't follow La La yourself out of here, I'm going to give you another piercing. And she just, like, holds up a broken pencil, and you know she's so angry. And they have a lot of great jokes, and there's a lot of memes to go around with the show. Go on Instagram. Woo! Um... I think this is a really good show. Okay, so that is it for my rundown. This was the 2019 rundown. It's not the weekly rundown. But I hope you really liked it. I mean, I had fun doing this. It was really fun. I'm sorry about the parts where I got really silent because I was scared my family was going to walk in. And I was like, I'm not trying to be embarrassed here. 
Um, I get embarrassed over everything. But I hoped you like it, liked it. I'm excited to do these. I mean, it's really getting me out of my comfort zone. Um, I think next time I'm going to do... I'm going to talk about um, my favorite movies of this year. Which is a lot easier than TV shows or episodes of TV shows. But uh, I hope you like... I hope you liked it, once again, and I hope you guys have a great new year. Uh, I've been doing this for so long, it's 1.17 a.m. 2020, and I'm just tired, but uh, I'm happy to do this. It, it, was a, it was worth it. Okay, have a nice day. Core's out.